Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, guys? Pete Sweeney here from ArrowheadPride.com, and I am proud to bring you the newest addition to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. It's called From the Podium, and yeah, it's exactly as it sounds. I figured I'm heading out to the stadium each and every time there's a media availability. Why not share that direct sound with you guys, the avid Chiefs fans? And so that's exactly what we're going to do. Today happened to be day nine of OTAs. It was the third media availability for us reporters. We were heading out there for the past three Thursdays in a row. And this leads into mandatory mini camp next week. So it's a big day for the Chiefs. And we got some big names to talk to us. Head coach Andy Reid led off, followed by quarterback Patrick Mahomes, running back Damian Williams, safety Tyron Matthew, and then finished up with wide receiver McCole Hardman. So if you're listening to this podcast, you'll get to hear from each and every one of those individuals. I'll provide a, just a little bit of analysis, but not much. Uh, this podcast will be your opportunity to hear directly from the players and coaches and so on and so forth that you love and We'll lead off with head coach Andy Reid again from Thursday, June 6th, final day of media availability for OTAs. All right, just a, there are a couple of uh, guys that are nicked up just a little bit. Uh, Blake Bell's back locked up on just spasms. He didn't practice today. And then uh, Juan Thornhill uh, tweaked his calf. He's going to be fine. He's just going to let that thing heal up. And then uh, Yelder, Deion uh, Yelder, the tight end, uh, had a little bit of a hamstring strain. And, uh, again, he's just uh, precautionary and keeping him keeping them out today and we'll see how things go down the road with them. So um, all in all, listen, it's a, it's a good camp. It's as competitive as you can be when you're in shorts. Um, but the guy, the guys are working hard and uh, challenging each other and uh, getting better. Both sides of the ball are getting better. We're getting the young guys, a lot of reps, which is important. Um, uh, we're running three groups. So in all three groups are having a chance here to, to show and, and uh, they're doing a nice job learning and staying up on things. Anyways, that time's yours. What do you see from the tight end? The, the not here yeah, so we just signed a new kid, Kaiser. Yeah. And actually, he's doing a nice job. Wells is in there too, uh, doing well. Um, we've, we mixed both our fullbacks in uh, to, uh, to take some reps there. And, um, and they're doing a nice job likewise. So. Um, if you're going to play fullback here, you also have to play tight end. So, uh, but all in all, it's uh, you know they're 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 getting great great work with Travis not being able to practice. They're, they're getting great work. <laughs> any, uh, any chance Kelsey will be practicing next week for minicamp? I don't think next week. I think you'll probably see him at training camp. Yeah. We saw McCole rapidly improve during rookie minicamp. How's he developed during OTAs? Yeah, he he's um, he's getting better every day. Um, we're asking him to do a lot. Uh, and he's, he's staying up on it. Sometimes he's not quite sure. You know, you know there's a little hesitation. And then, and then the next time he runs it, he's got it. And so uh, that's what you're looking for. And he, um, you know, we've been happy with, with his progress. With, with, with him, just a 
development with Patrick. Uh, what have you seen from the two of them from the start to where we are now? And obviously Patrick trying to convince him to, to, to run those routes with completion. Yeah, yeah. So we, we've been giving him quite a few reps with Patrick, and uh, um, and that's the way you learn. So th- this is not. There's certain things that are finesse on this, and there's certain things that that you got to really roll on. And um, and so he's sorting all that out and learning. That's all part of the learning. And then we're throwing eight million coverages at him. So <laughs> so he's got to put that in the computer too as he as he goes. But <clears throat> he's handling. It. He's, he's a smart kid. Um, he's just got to learn how we uh, how we do it. With the stand with the wide receivers, I know. Uh, we mentioned this with the enemy and Toby last week about Byron Pringle, the idea that you don't have a regular season tape, but you still have stuff from the preseason and how yeah. you try to mature him in terms of his route running and obviously get more of an understanding of Reverend Patrick. Yeah, uh, Pringle's doing a, he's doing a nice job. <clears throat> um, his weight's down. He's a big kid, and so his weight's down. You can tell that he's worked. Uh, he's catching the ball great. He's plucking it, hands, not body stuff. Uh, and... Um, We've been real happy with his, you know, his production. We know he's a tough kid. We saw that last year in camp, um, and then, uh, you know, we just, again, it's what we can do here in this. But he, he's, uh, he's worked in with the ones in a rotational uh, fashion there, so uh, it's been good. <clears throat> Two months of uh, off-season stuff, like, uh, like three weeks of OTAs. Did you learn anything about uh, Matthew that maybe you didn't know about him before <coughs> you signed him? Um, which Matthew are we talking about? Uh, Tyron. Yeah, Tyron. Um, yeah, I like uh, – I, I love his competitiveness, um, his instincts. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm not – this is all uh, – stuff we all know, but his instincts are incredible. They were incredible in college at LSU. They've been incredible when he's been in the National Football League. We're seeing it out here, the same thing. Um, he can play, the, the unique thing about him um, is that he can play inside in the box there and feel just as comfortable uh, back on the back end. And so that gives uh, that gives Spag some flexibility there uh, to work with him. But um, he's, he's, a, he's a good teammate, good leader. He adds that to the mix of everything else. So he's a good football player and a good person. So we appreciate that. Oh yeah, that's how you get better. That's how you get better, right? So they're challenging each other as much as you can here. Um, they're challenging each other within the rules of phase three, and um, and doing a good job with it. And um, you know, you try to create you create a couple different competitive situations. You do it by uh, bringing in players at your position that that uh, can compete against one another, but then you, eventually you got to go against another person, and that's the name of the game here. So um, you get in there and, and you have uh, great quality on both sides. And Brett's done a nice job with, with bringing in guys that are that are good football players and, and, and want to be better, and, and then uh, are liking being a chief and, and feel that team part. But they're they're challenging each other. Have you seen McCall Hardman getting better? Every time he comes out, yeah, I like what I've seen. He uh, works hard. Um, he's getting used to everything, right? Everything that we're doing, but uh, every day he's gotten a little bit better. Yeah. A couple, couple more guys. One thing we saw with Pat today, uh, you know, throwing the interception, it almost looks as frustrated as he would in a game. The it's just, you know, your 20 years. How yeah. Well, a couple of those were uh, we slipped. You know, receiver slips, and then, and they, those were young guys. So. Um, yeah, he wants to complete every ball. I mean, that's he's competitive. It doesn't matter. You could go 
you know, play dodgeball in there, and he's going to be the most competitive guy in there. I mean, that's how he rolls. So, uh, and want to win every throw. So, um, and, and you know, you want you want him to keep that. That's something that's uh, has gotten him at this point, and will continue on with him throughout throughout his career. You know. Andy, is there anything that you're asking differently from Damian Williams with the understanding that you obviously progressed as the season went along last year? Um, yeah, well, we're asking him to be the full-time starter for for the year, you know, to and take it one game at a time and so on. But uh, there's a certain challenge that comes with that. That's a tough position to play. And so you got to prepare yourself on and off the field. And he's taking that challenge. He, he wants to do this thing. And... And he's he's earned the right to be that guy, and and now it's a matter of production. You got to go do it. And uh, but it's uh, it's his first opportunity to be full time starter. So three things stood out for me from Andy Reid's presser. The first was probably his shortest quote, and that was a little bit of an update on Travis Kelsey, who had that off season ankle cleanup. He hasn't participated in off season workouts to this point. He won't be at mandatory minicamp, but it was positive to hear that Andy Reid is optimistic that Kelsey will be ready for training camp. And that's an interesting position because, again, Demetrius Harris goes to the Browns, and there really isn't a lot behind Kelsey. That position at number two is wide open, so the Chiefs are really counting on his rehab, so on and so forth, to go well to make sure that he is ready for Pat week one against the Jaguars. Second thing I liked, I love hearing, especially after the last few years, that the defense is improving and challenging the offense. I think having Pat being challenged up at training camp as he gets ready for preseason games, it could make all the difference and help him, even after 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, uh, improve even more. And I think that's what every Chiefs fan would like to see. And then the final thing I want to point out at the seven-minute mark, I asked Andy Reid about an interception Pat threw. Uh, it was to Bashad Breeland during a little bit of a team workout. I believe it was seven-on-seven. Seven. And what I noticed was Mahomes was particularly upset. And it's incredible to me because almost to the point of it being a game, I explained that to Andy Reid, and it was good to hear his answer that, you know what, this is a very good thing because, again, we are talking about the MVP and he never gets complacent. I think as a Chiefs fan, that's what you would like to see. Uh, and speaking of Mahomes, let's get to his press conference from June 6th. Is that your first NHL game? No, it wasn't my first one. Uh, I've been to a, a good amount of Stars games, too, in Dallas. Uh, but it was an awesome environment. Uh, those, those fans were, were rowdy. It was, it was fun to be there. And it, it was a, it's been a special series for them going, going ahead to tonight's game. Are you planning on going tonight? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Hopefully they can go out and win the next two, but hopefully I'll probably be around here. I'll be at Big Slick this weekend, and so I'll be in Kansas City, so I won't have the opportunity to. What does it mean to be involved with, with Big Slick? Uh, it means a lot. I mean, just the, the things that they give back to. I mean, it has a, a history of with Children's Mercy and all, all the different charities that it, that it goes with, and then having those those celebrities that come back uh, to Kansas City kind of to their roots and get to do something for the community, it, it's good to kind of be able to be with them on that platform. Yeah, I mean, so since I've been here, I feel like there's been some Chiefs fans out there. I know it used to be a rivalry uh, with the Rams, but since they've moved, uh, hopefully we can start getting some of those fans to come over to the Chiefs, uh, to Kansas City, and uh, hopefully we can uh, build a great relationship there. Patrick, big slick. Um you're actually going to play in the softball game, is that right? Yeah, I got the okay. So, yeah, we, uh, we, I will be in the softball game. Hopefully I can hit some home runs. I don't have to, I don't have to run around the bases uh, and then maybe play outfield out there somewhere. Now, you know you don't have to be competitive. 
I'm going to try not to be. So I'm going to try to just, just take it easy, enjoy it. I uh, get to see a lot of good people and uh, build some great relationships. Well, Patrick, the, the, the NFL commissioner this past week at, uh, at a golf tournament, charity golf tournament, mentioned that he would like to see the NFL season, preseason shortened and become an 18-game uh, regular mm -hmm. season. Uh, Phil Sims says he thinks it's good for the players. Tony Dungy says he doesn't think it's good for the players. Where do you fall in that? Yeah, I mean, it'd be something I'd have to think about. I know with the, the players' union, uh, they, they have – different things that we talk about there and that we go over and uh, I'm sure if we if we came to an agreement one way or another uh, the guys would, would would be all on board on that uh, something that I haven't really thought about as much so I guess it's hard for me to elaborate on it. Patrick how are the youngest ones coming along the receiver the new players trying to get a feel for you how, how's the offense doing with some of the young faces? I think it, I think it's doing well I mean they're really competing they're going out there they've, they've realized the speed of which we practice I mean it is different we practice fast the, the whole time we're really competing, and I think those guys have really learned a ton in the short amount of time that they've been here. So I'm excited for them to, to finish out the, this week, finish out mini camp, and be ready for the training camp ahead. Do you give them feedback, like if they miss something? Are you right there to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole offense, though. It's not just me. I mean, as an offense, we talk. As a defense, I know the defense has talked a lot. This, this uh, OTAs, uh, we we want to make each other better. It's not about uh, getting on to top of each other and getting getting on somebody. It's about telling them. Hey, this is how it's done. We, we, we practice fast, run the routes this way, and then the next time they get up, we go right back to them. Patrick, do you remember kind of the phenomenon that the Honey Badger was at LSU? Remember watching that at all, and what's it been like going up against Yeah, it, it, for sure. I mean, he, he was a monster and still is. Uh, so, I mean, just a guy that's able to do everything, uh, is really good at every single aspect of the football and a great football player. It's, it's good to have some of the, the, the great guys out there on defense that you get to compete against and make yourself better. Rob Riggle the other day. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely cool getting to meet a lot of people that you've seen on TV, that you've seen kind of growing up. Uh, but at the same time, I feel exactly the same. I feel like the same the same guys I was last year. I love to, to get out in the community and be a part of it. Uh, and then, of course, being able to play some sports and do some stuff like that is always fun. Have you called dibs on a position in the softball game yet? I have not. I'm just going to put them wherever, wherever – they can put me wherever they want. Uh, hopefully at the outfield somewhere. I haven't taken a ground ball in a couple of years now, so hopefully I can just be, be shagging out in the outfield. Hey, Pat, what do you think makes Damian ready to be the feature guy this year? Uh, I think we saw it last year at the end of the season. I mean, the, the way he's able to run the ball between the tackles but it's still catching out of the backfield, I mean, not a, uh, not a lot of running backs can do that and at, at the high level that he's doing that. And so just him just adding to his game, uh, being in the offense another year, he really starting to – understand every aspect of it, and I think he's just going to keep getting better and better each and every year. Yeah, I mean, definitely. We, we talk about stuff like that. I know him and the coaches talk about it, and I, I, I'll chime in and, and get kind of ideas of what – what they were thinking that game, but at the same time, we're evolving. The, the, the New England's going to evolve. Teams are going to evolve in this league. So it's not going to be the same game plan each and every year, but it's good to see kind of how they fought versus one of the games whenever we look back and whenever we play them next year. Patrick, how are you, how are you when you're away from here building the core with the receivers and running backs away from, away from practice? Uh, I mean, we do, we do a lot of stuff. Uh, we, like yesterday, we were at Top Golf. We, we kind of hang out just, just in general. I mean, whenever you're with these guys a lot, uh, you, you build relationships with them. Uh, you, you build these kind of 
chemistry that you need on the football field. And I think that's a thing about this team is we're always out, not just at the facility and hanging out and, and doing things with each other. Just a couple more guys. Chemistry with uh, Nicole, you know, how's that been progressing along? You're starting to throw deep to him a lot more. How's that working? Yeah, I mean, definitely. You have to test it out. I mean, you have to go out there and, and push it to the limit every single day. Uh, and, I mean, he's getting better each and every day of, of, of pushing himself uh, working on each and every route, not worried worry about just the deep ones, but the, the, the medium routes, the short routes, whatever it is to make his game better. And if you're working hard like that, usually good things happen. What have you noticed with Byron Pringle from where he was in the preseason last year to where, what you guys been able to do right now? Yeah, I mean, we we knew he was talented. I mean, the way he played in the preseason last year, uh, unfortunately got hurt at the end of it. Uh, but uh, him just being able to take that last year to, to learn in the playbook and to learn about how to keep keep himself healthy, healthy, keep his body in, in, in the best shape possible, and then coming out here and, and making a lot of tough catches, doing a lot of great things uh, for us, this, these OTAs. I mean, you can really see that he's having to play with more confidence because he understands the playbook more with a, a year under his belt. What, what is it you like so much about getting after events like Pro 4 and the Stanley Cup? And, and how, how are you making these decisions? That's, you got a lot on your plate to sort through. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, it's kind of a thing where I, I talk to the guys about it, usually Kelsey and, and, and guys like that. Sherman was at the game with us and Cole quit. Uh, but we, we, it's awesome to me to kind of go to these, like, high sporting events that I've, I've watched my whole life. Uh, more than, I guess you would say, going to concerts and doing stuff like that, I, I like kind of going to these these Stanley Cups. I wish I could have made the NBA Finals, but it's really far away. Uh, but uh, And then and then the, the Final Four. I mean, you, it's, it's really cool to kind of see these events that I've watched my whole entire life uh, and be there in person to see it. No Women's World Cup, can't get over to Paris? It, it, there was a chance I was going to be able to make it, but uh, I didn't get to make it this year. I was I was very excited about it. Of course, my girlfriend played soccer, so I've watched it watched it growing up, but uh, I didn't get to make it this year. Thanks, guys. Uh, no, maybe one day. I think there's a reason that Kansas City has fallen in love with Patrick Mahomes so easily. Play on the field, no doubt, but just – his willingness to to get involved in the community, go on over to St. Louis where they no longer have a football team, rock the Blues jersey, wear it, and, and sort of embrace those fans. Now he's getting involved with Big Slick KC this weekend, playing in the softball game. You, you automatically think, okay, don't tell Veach about that uh, either. Uh, but again, just uh, for everything he's done, comes off as, as just a really, really humble humble guy and just almost impossible not to like and it's remarkable to see him being just 23 years of age I want to get to our next press conference and that was Damian Williams the big story out of camp on Thursday was that Andy Reid pretty much you heard it confirmed Damian Williams as the 2019 starting running back for your Kansas City Chiefs here's Williams at the podium. Both Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they say, you know, they are glad you're the featured back, you've earned it. What do you want to do this camp to make next year even better than what you showed them last year? Just go off of, uh, you know, what we was doing last year, just, you know, keep pushing forward, really. You've been a depth guy for a lot of your career. When's the last time that you went into a season as the as the starter, that they've named you the starter in the offseason? I would say this is my first time. You know, it's something you got to really, really work hard to. You know, I came in undrafted. So, it's, you know, a lot of teams already have, you know, their main guy. So it's kind of just, you know, keeping your head up and, and fighting and moving forward. Does anything change about your approach, knowing that, that you are going in as a number one guy? Not at all. Nothing, nothing changes at all. 
say that uh, you know Chief Sen signed you off an injury, had the confidence in you, and then just you were able to sort of accomplish that. And what would say about your journey to, to get here? Well, it means a lot because you know it. It starts somewhere, you know. I, I, I laid a foundation down in, in Miami of, you know, my character and, and who I am, and you know, people talk, you know, and, and it got around here, you know, what type of person I am, and off an of injury or not, I was gonna be able to, you know, come into play. The type of person, what is that? What, what would you describe that as? Uh, I have a lot of grit, determination. You know, I, I work hard. I just like to win, for real. What do you think about some running back that we have here pushing you to be great? Say that one more time. How is the amount of running backs that they ever pushing you to be great? Oh, it's, it's always, you know, each and every year, you know, you got to compete in a competition. And them bringing in Carlos, you know, Daryl's been here, and, you know, the drafted guy, um, Darwin. At the end of the day, you know, you want to compete. At the end of the day, you still want to, you know, help each other out. You mentioned Darwin. How's he developing as a young guy, kind of getting his feet wet in this? Oh, he's process. been a sponge. You know, he's taking everything in well. You know, even, you know, with what we're telling them with, what e, what to expect from E B and Andy. You know, he's taking everything in well and he's going out there performing. Okay, As a whole, what do you think about this, this running back room, what you guys can all bring to the table? Oh, we can bring a lot to this table. You know, we, we kinda all have you know, similar styles. You know, Carlos, you know, he he's he's been a starter before. He 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 knows how to, you know, go in there and if anybody goes down, if that happens, you know, we are everybody can do. That's why we're all here. How much input did you wanna have? Coming into this offseason, where the offense was going to develop or, or evolve, and, and how much of that has been going on between you and EB and Coach trying to see where you can maybe improve next year in the offense? Uh, it's more so just, you know, getting reps and, and them kind of just throwing stuff at me. So kind of just seeing, you know, what I can, what I can't do. You know, it's a, it's a very complicated offense, and, and Andy and, and EB put together, it makes it more complicated. So, you know, they just want to see how far they can push you and see where see where you can go. Have you found something specific that, that feels good right now that is slightly different from what you did a year ago? Um, kind of just being more involved in the offense, not not just in the backfield, you know, doing things out wide and just you know being being put in different different positions, you know, making the uncomfortable comfortable. Okay. What did the, what did the success you had at the end of the season, the postseason, what did that do for your confidence uh, as a player, with your career? I feel with anybody, you know, the more reps you get, you know, the more comfortable you get, you know. So, you know, getting those reps at the end of the season and being able to, you know, run the ball more, being there with the offense, hearing the words more, it makes you more comfortable because at the end of the day, you know what you're doing. So really a cool story for Damian Williams. The Chiefs signed him last year coming off his surgery. We know what happened with Kareem Hunt now in the Cleveland Browns. That was not a pretty part of the Chiefs' year, but the fact that Damian Williams steps up for the last five games, has three touchdowns in the AFC title game, and you could just tell, I think, from the interview, just has a good head on his shoulders and will be ready for this challenge in 2019 to keep his job. And you got a veteran in Carlos Hyde. You got a draft pick in Darwin Thompson. You got Daryl Williams in the mix, James Williams in the mix. I'm sure there'll be another Williams by the time training camp comes around. Damien will be ready, though, and good for him for getting this opportunity. We are going to take a break, but after the break, you'll hear from safety, Tired Matthew. Quarterback was out here talking about how you're making him better out going up against you. What, do you. what can you tell us from your point of view about him? What do you see about him that we don't know because you're out here during the blood, sweat, and tears of OTAs? I mean, you know, he's, he's an MVP, you know, for a reason. And, uh, you know, the guy's a spectacular spectacular competitor. 
you know, really the ultimate leader, uh, can really make every throw on the football field. And, you know, I'm just trying to do my best to, obviously I'm, you know, learning the defense and learning my teammates, but, you know, he's giving us his best shot every day. So, um, you know, they got a lot of weapons on offense and, you know, he seems to know how to put all those guys to use. So, um, you know, really hats off to him you know, for such a young player. You know, I've been around some pretty good quarterbacks. Um, you know, he's, he's one of the best. Is he making you better? Without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, like I said, you know, new system, you know, new teammates. Um, you know, I think every every single player is a challenge, you know, going against an MVP, you know, caliber quarterback and, you know, the weapons that he has. Um, but you know, I think each and every day we're just trying our best to really compete, you know, against each other. Keep hearing about how you guys like you and Frank getting out there, really getting after it in practice. What kind of identity are you guys trying to establish here? I mean, you know, um, just really trying to, you know, build a defense with an attitude. Um, you know, I think anytime you can have, you know, uh, 10, 11 guys, you know, with a chip on their shoulder, uh, with an edge, a certain kind of presence, uh, you know, certain kind of attitude, kind of kind of swagger, um, you know, um, you can create a collective identity. Um, and I think that's really, you know, what we're trying to do. Um, definitely not trying to do nothing that, um, you know, outside of our, you know, characteristics. Um, you know, I think all of us, both of us really, um, I think we wake up each and every day, you know, and we, we live that way, you know, just with an attitude and a chip on our shoulder. And, um, you know, like I said, it could, it could rub off on the guys around you. How's the transition been for you going to a new team? Oh, uh, it's been cool. Uh, you know, obviously it's my it's my second time around. You know, with a new group. Uh, you know, I was in Houston last year, and um, you know, really had to learn the ropes quick. Um, but was always fortunate. You know, I think each and every situation I've ever been in, uh, always came to a pretty good locker room, uh, great coaching staff. Um, so um, I think everybody's really, you know, like I said, collectively just embracing me trying to get me up to speed and, you know, really supporting me in my transition. Was there one thing you said during your stretch, you want to get back to maybe more being a hunter. Yeah. Again, it's not training camp or preseason. Right. Have you found that you're going to be able to do that in the season? Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, uh, like I said, still trying to, you know, fill, fill my teammates out and, you know, uh, really trying to learn the defense inside and out. Uh, really all four positions in the back end. Um, but uh, I think my teammates and my coaches, um, you know, they're they putting what they can on my plate and uh, me as a professional just trying to go out here and, you know, do my job and then, you know, find the football. Juan Thornhill wasn't practicing today, but, but what have you seen out of working with him and his development? I mean, uh, you know, the kid can, you know, it's a lot of production at the football. Uh, I think anybody who's been out here, you know, really watching our practices, um, you know, each and every day he's getting his hand on the ball. Uh, you know, it's hard to do as a young guy coming in. You know, the game is a lot faster playing against an MVP-type quarterback, um, a lot of weapons on offense. But um, I think ultimately, you know, he, he believes in his ability. Um, I think that confidence always, you know, puts you above, you know, the rest of the group. Are you guys developing a good chemistry, a good rapport? Yeah, I mean, it's going to take some time. You know, we've only been around each other eight weeks, and um, so, uh, you know, we got a long way to go. Um, I think training camp is going to be a, a great test for us, and obviously the preseason games and even maybe the first four games of the regular season. But, um I think we got a good group, um, young group, um, and you know I think as long as me as a leader, you know, just get everybody to buy in. Um, I think we'll be all right in the back end. When the team traded for Lee, I think he tweeted out something that was something like, "I'm gonna lift this kid up." Uh, yeah. Why is it important for you to, to lead, lead young guys like that? I mean, you know, I think you know, I, I think this is our sanctuary. Um, you know, this is our safe haven, and you know, uh, I mean, the world outside of this can be you know a lot harder, a lot tougher than you know we expect it to be, and. Um, so, you know, I think me as a leader, me as a guy that's been cut, you know, um, you know, been humiliated, embarrassed, um, I mean, whatever you can, you know, put on it. Um, I think it's important to just embrace the guys around you, really support them, encourage them, um, and then kind of give them that confidence um, that they let them know that you believe in them and hopefully they'll get to believe in themselves again.
with, with the new defense, there's so much talk and communication that has to be done. When what we've seen so far is with Bagnola taking guys individually in practice one on ones. What does that mean for you, given the amount of coaches you've had in your career, particularly trying to understand a new system and then seeing that transfer to each guy on the defense? I think you know. Uh, I think first off, you know, I think Spag is a really awesome guy. You know, really outside of being a, a D coordinator, um, you don't see too many coaches at this level kind of take their time to be hands on one on one. Um, you know, they kind of leave it up to you to kind of, you know, figure certain things out, maybe the ins and outs. Um, but, uh, you know, he's taking extra time, you know, even before practice, after practice, during practice. Um, you know, he's always trying to put a bug in our ear, help us get to understand not just what we're doing, but the, the overall scheme of the defense. And, um, you know, you root for a guy like that. You know, uh, you know, obviously he's been a head coach in this league, a, a Super Bowl winning D coordinator. And um, so we know he has the, the pedigree to kind of take us where we want to go. So. Um, you know, uh, just about us believing in him. Ty, does the defense do anything together? Patrick was talking about he went to top golf with the receivers yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Do you as a defense do anything away yeah, from Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, well, uh, as a defense, we haven't really uh, gotten together, but uh, the defensive back group, um, you know, we've, we've ate at our coach house. We're actually going to top golf tonight. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to swing on. But, nah, um, I think it's important, you know, um, obviously. You know, in the off season, we only have so much time to really spend in the building, and um, you can only develop so much chemistry, you know, in the building. Uh, it's always about X's and O's, and you know, working out and lifting weights and getting treatment. And so, um, I think any time you can kind of get outside of that and really get to know somebody, you know, outside of football, um, I think that always gives you, you know, uh, it gives you the extra confidence to believe in, especially on Sundays and Monday nights and the playoffs and hopefully the Super Bowl this year. So, just trying to build that trust up and that chemistry. Last one, you seem to really have embraced the role of being the face of this new Chiefs defense. Have you always been this way? Have you always been that guy? A lot of times you see guys who come in and maybe don't, they're content to maybe stay in the background for a little while until they get the lay of the land. Have you kind of always been this way? You know, I've, I've, I've always been quiet, um, you know, for the most part, uh, especially, you know, anytime I, I've come into a new environment. Um, obviously, you know, you, you like to respect, the, you know, have a respect for, for the people around you and, um, you know, um, but I mean, once training camps get here, um, you know, I think it's a different level of intensity, a different level of excitement. And, you know, then when the season comes, you know, you got you to grab the ball by the horn. So, um, you know, for me, it's about obviously embracing the guys around me, believing in them, uh, but knowing that, you know, it's a direction, it's a certain direction we want to go in. And, um, you know, uh, everybody can't lead you in that direction. So a lot of the guys in our room and our, you know, on our side of the ball, you know, we have to really follow somebody, you know, in the right direction. And, um, Hopefully I can lead those guys in that direction. I think everyone who's a Kansas City Chiefs fan right now is comfortable with saying, okay, we got our quarterback. We're comfortable with Patrick Mahomes. The offense is going to be there with or without Tyreek Hill. We'll see how the situation plays out, but we're confident we're going to be able to score enough points to win games. What has to fire you up if you're a Chiefs fan is hearing Matthew speak like he did about what this defense is going to be. And just the idea of him being a leader. That's why I asked him the night that Darren Lee was acquired by the Chiefs, the first thing Matthew tweets out is something to the extent of, I'm going to lift this kid up. And you could hear in Matthew's voice, not only does he want to win football games and have a good defense, he really truly cares about the rest of these players. And I think with them buying in, you're going to have yourself an intense Chiefs defense that has a little bit more pride than they did in previous years under Bob Sutton. 
Not to put down Bob Sutton, but it just feels different even at OTAs prior to putting on the pads led by Matthew. I just think you're going to have a different identity of this Chiefs defense in 2019. We're going to wrap up from the podium with wide receiver McCole Hardman, who everybody in Kansas City wants to know, how is this guy developing? Well, you'll get to hear from him yourself right now. Uh, it, it's coming to me. Uh, it's still fast, though. Um, just come from college and uh, new material, um, just new play calling, uh, new concepts. So it's um, it's hard at first, but the more you do it, the more repetition you get, the easier it, it comes. How do you feel like your chemistry is, is building with Patrick, finally being able to work with him during OTAs? Uh, I'm, st- I'm still um, learning from him, um, learning, learning how he throw balls, learning um, where he want me to be, where I need to be. So um, I say the chemistry growing. I'm getting comfortable every day uh, with all my routes, um, running my routes. So, um, so eventually we'll get it down and we'll we'll get it where we need to be. Nicole, how, what's it like to catch a Patrick Mahomes pass? Uh, I, I think it's nice. He, he got he, he got a great arm. Uh, he's a good quarterback, man, and um, just be on the same field with him and you know talk with him and work with him. It, it's, it's impressive. But does it vary though? I mean, from a hard ball to sometimes a soft touch. I mean, yeah. you know, tell me what what you got to adjust to. Yeah, it just um. Depending on what route you're running, you know you got the hard balls and tight windows. You got the, the touch pass on um, like some medium intermediate route. So, um, but definitely he got a cannon that he can throw it hard, or he can he can throw it soft, and he definitely can throw it down the field. So he got the he got the whole whole tree with him. So, have you practiced any of the no look passes with him, or is that just gonna have to, to see what happens? You just have to you have to see what happens. You know, I don't think it's a it's like you just okay. I'm gonna do a no look. I think it just happens. So uh, I ain't got one of them yet, but you know, if it happens, it happens. Has he been throwing the deep ball to you more? Yeah. yeah. Recently, how how's that been working out? Oh, it's coming along. Uh, I'm starting to run, you know, um, <laughs> not slowing down. You know, it's it's different. You know, coming like the, with his arm, you know, he can get it to you everywhere on the field. So you know, it's kind of you know, not most quarterbacks can do that, and um, he can do that. So just again, I used to you know, like I could be 50, 60 yards down the field, and he still can lead me. So um, we're definitely trying to get it right, you know, you know, the chemistry right with it. So, but it's coming. Was that a rude awakening getting the? Progressions that goes into that when he says to keep running, uh, something you haven't been exposed to before. Yeah, I wasn't really accustomed to it because you get 60 yards down the field, you think you know <laughs> it's over with, you know, like I, I'm not going to get the ball. But you know, when you see the ball up and it's traveling farther than what you think it is, you know, it's, it's a hard adjustment, especially in your mind. But you know, you just got to, you know, keep running and um and just, you know, have faith in him that he's going to get you the ball and everything will be right. So, last year you were watching Patrick on television, like you know, like most of us, and now this year you're catching Patrick. Are you still in the have you gotten past that disbelief part, like you're here watching them on TV and now you're playing with the MVP or practicing with them? No, nah, I'm, I'm here, you know. Um, you know, Pat professional, I'm a professional too. So it's, you can't be sitting here in, in all mode and, you know, while you're trying to, you know, win a job, you know. So, like, um, but, you know, it, it's just great to be playing with him. You know what he can do. And um, you just got to show him what you can do so he can, you know, have trust in you. So. One thing Sammy said Oh, he's a great leader. Um, you know, you know, I look to him for advice. I look to him for, you know, if I if I need some help, if I need hearing, like just like what I need to do here. If, if a DB playing me here, what I need to do. And um, so he taking that leadership role very well. And um, not just only him, other guys in the room like D. Rob, Jeter, uh, Kemp, those guys like that. They they've been here. They've been in the system. So anytime they can help, they try to help you. So it's all it's all good 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 vibes in the receiver room. One thing Coach Reed had said about you at rookie camp was that you're quick not to make the same mistake. Just where do you think that trait? 
I mean, you know, usually when you you mess up one time, you don't want to mess up again. So like, if I go out there and run the wrong route, like, all right, I know I'm not gonna do that again, you know. So um, cause you continue mistakes that you continue to make, you know, they start, you know, just like getting off on you. Like, okay, he gonna keep making mistakes. But if you show him like he messed up, but he came back and did it right, then it's like, okay, I can, they can start trusting him, you know, that he won't mess up like that. So. What's been the most encouraging thing? Sorry. What's been the most encouraging thing that Greg Lewis has told you, and what's been the most demanding thing that he's asked of you so far? Uh, encouraging. Uh, he just he just go out there and play. You know, it'll come to you, and uh, just you know, keep working hard. You know, push yourself to you know uh, to your limits, and and just be great. You know, but uh, demanding. Uh, he just want, he just demanded me to be great. I think you know, being great is hard uh, for anybody because you got to put in the work that you know average people won't put in. So. Um, but yeah, he he a great coach, you know, and um he gave me all the details that I need, and, and he definitely doing a good job. Kind of along those same lines with Dave Cove, the amount of great returners he's worked with. What what strikes you about how he's coaching you? He's a perfectionist, and um I'm a perfectionist as well. I want I want to be right. I want to do everything right, and um so I think his expectations for me is high, and um and and that's what I expect out of a coach of any coach that's coaching me. Um expectations be above the roof. So. Um, he, he, he a hard coach, but you know, he a coach that's going to teach you and, and make sure you get better as, as days goes on. So. But coach, did you go to top golf last night? I did. You did? I and did. what's it like to play golf with Patrick? Or were you better than him? At golf? At top golf last night? <laughs> nah, that's, not, that's not my sport right there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, but I'll watch him though. Hey, hey, go ahead. I'll watch you. You, know? you did not hit? No, nah, I mean, I hit a couple balls, but I, I, I'd rather just eat food and, you know, watch Patrick hit it like... 300 yards or something like that. I don't know. So it, it was cool though. A fast guy like yourself, how does the game slow down for you? That's your wide receivers coach said that it's slowing down for you now. But yeah. How does that translate when you you run a 4 3 40? Uh, man. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> nah, it, this is more of like learning to play. Like when you when you get comfortable with the players and the play calling and hearing different things, you actually can play. Then when you actually can start running, like I know where I'm going, you know. And then when they they speak and translate, and um, you actually get in shape, and um, so it, it's definitely slowing down when you get comfortable with the playbook. Okay, thanks, guys. Do you have a nickname? Nah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Y'all need to give me one, you know. Oh, All right, we'll work. And whoever phone this is nice. I like the case. <laughs> the part of that Nicole Hardman press conference that stood out the most is the point when he's asked about the fame of Patrick Mahomes and being around the MVP. And I think the quote that he mentions is, well, you're not going to be in awe mode. He's like, I'm here right now. And that's important. I mean, it's it's crazy to even think about now, but Patrick Mahomes being the MVP is on that Aaron Rodgers level. And the fact that Nicole Hardman is saying, okay, it doesn't matter if he was famous last year. It doesn't matter if I was watching him on TV. I'm going to be his wide receiver this year. And I think that's the mentality the Chiefs are going to need from him especially if Hill is unavailable and we don't know what's happening with that situation. There still is that overhanging cloud of the Chiefs while we wait to see how that situation plays out. Again, Tyreek Hill has been suspended uh, since around the time of the NFL draft. I think we're well aware of that situation. And with that, that marks the end of the first edition of the From the Podium Arrowhead Pride podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please leave us a five-star rating. My name is Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com.